to talk sports with Daryl and Sam. Welcome to Sports Info UM featuring Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. These guys know the sport like nobody else. From former players to coaches to the great figures of the NFL, you'll get the inside scoop on what's going down today in football and other sports. Now, here's Daryl and Sam. And welcome to Sports Info UM. Hey, you just got Daryl rolling as solo. And the good news is we know who's going to be in the NFC and the AFC Championship. Hey, the New England Patriots will be taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. In the NFC. And what do we have in the AFC? We have the, um, oh my goodness, the Minnesota Vikings. My goodness, man! Did you any, did, did all of us see that um, that Minnesota game? That that was a that, the the ending of that that ending of, of that game is still is still to be told. Some of us don't don't understand it um, quite yet. What's going on with that with, with the play in that game? But the Minnesota Vikings will be playing the Philadelphia Eagles. And, um, you know, when we look at these games, we wonder how in the world, how in the world could we, could you even think that Nick Foles would, would beat Matt Ryan and Julio Jones in, 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 a, in a game? And I just thought that, I just thought that Nick Foles just didn't have enough. He just really, and Matt Ryan, he had been there last year. I really thought that the uh, Atlanta Falcons would um would would really I thought they would hand hand it to the um, Philadelphia Eagles even though they were playing in Philadelphia and Philadelphia without question has some of the best fans in the world and they prove it all the time in all of their sports um, but they just can't get over the hump and I'm not so sure they're gonna be able to um to get over the hump um, this week against the um the, the Minnesota Vikings, and I mean the Minnesota Vikings are a team that, wow, the, the Super Bowl is in Minnesota. So are they? Will they be the first team to ever play the Super Bowl in their home stadium? Wow, will they be the first team ever? That will be something. I just ah, it's hard to say when you only got one game to win. But just think, ladies and gentlemen, I live close to Jacksonville, Florida. I mean, I, I I go to more perfect. I've gone to more professional football games in Jacksonville, Florida, than I've gone to anywhere in my life um, since the Jaguars been in existence. I've gone to a, a lot of games that usually at least one game per season. Um, just so happened this season, I didn't go to one game because Jacksonville Jaguars are pretty good, and I've always ragged on the Jaguars. Not ragged on the Jaguars, but I've said things about the Jaguars. And uh, and ownership of the Jaguars. In, in the past, I've said things like, um, I feel bad for the owner, owners of the Jaguars because I go over there and spend 50 bucks and get a parking spot and a ticket and buy a couple of beers while I'm at the game for 50 bucks. And that's just unbelievable. Nowhere else in the world, nowhere else in America could I have gone to a professional football game and scalp a good ticket for 30 bucks or 
or 25 bucks, go in a game, pay $10 to park, and get a beer for like 10 or 12 bucks at a game in Jacksonville. So, uh, I, but now this year, just so happened, this team was good. Tom Coughlin's back. Um, I know he, he, him being a general manager's team has made that a world, a world of difference. Um, I think that alone has made people come out for the games, but let's don't ever get it twisted. Let's don't ever get it twisted. Winning cures all. The Jaguars went 10 and six this year. Winning cures all. And when you win, People come out to see you. And then people like me don't want to spend $100 or $200 for uh, a ticket, a parking spot, and a couple beers. We watch it on TV. So the Jaguars, the fan base is back. Um, Tom Coughlin's doing an outstanding job with this team. Um, it's, just, it's just a matter of time before they have all the pieces to the puzzle. And we're going to see a real, a real uh, special team in Jacksonville. I don't think we've seen the, the end of what they're doing in Jacksonville. Um, Blake Bortles is not the guy that Tom Coughlin drafted. Let's just say that. And I know Tom Coughlin from, I don't know, I, I have met Tom Coughlin before. I met him at a, at a coach's clinic in Jacksonville when he was a Jacksonville Jaguars coach. This is how dedicated and, and, and concerned this guy is about the game. He invited every high school coach in the area. And I'm telling you, my high school was literally about 40, 50 miles from the Jacksonville Jaguars stadium. I'd say maybe 55 miles from the stadium. And my coach decided that we would go over for this event. He invited every high school coach in the area, gave us all T-shirts, had put on a coaching clinic over there for us. I thought it was a great event. And this guy was upset and let the coaches know that he was upset and disappointed that he didn't have more coaches there because he thought it was a it was it was him taking his time to put it put put forth this event. It was free. He gave away stuff. He just thought it was almost like a slap in the face that more coaches didn't come. And I thought we had a pretty good turnout, but I, I think he was right. We probably could have had twice that many people. Hey, we got Vince on the line. Vince, what's going on, Vince? I hear you real good, Vince. Yeah, I hear you real good, Vince. What's going on? All right, I just like what you were talking about just now. That was pretty good. Yeah, well, how are things going down there in Fort Lickerdale? I know you had a nice day, MLK. Happy MLK Day to you, Vince. You know? Yes, thank you. It was cold down here, so all the fellas just hung out in the, the watching TV. They ain't get out too much, but hopefully the kids ain't running them schools out there in the road all day like they usually do down here. They, and then you ever heard about the thing that where all the people come from the New York and and everywhere with Georgia with their motorcycles to ride down here because they can drive them anywhere on the road and stuff down here in Fort Lauderdale. And the police, like, get them the, uh, what you call it, um, wheels up, uh, guns down, things. But it, uh, I think it's, I think it ain't bad, but, you know, it ain't no violence, I put it like that. They got a lot of motorcycles down there right now, huh? Yeah, down in between Brown and Day, they ride not. Okay. And then the most you know, important um, part of, in, in Miami, they have the parade right on Martin Luther King Street. 
on Saturday night and, and down here in Fort Lauderdale they have it off of Six Road but they take it away from Six Road and take it out there to a lot of solos so you know a lot of people complain about it but I don't know but hopefully we had no people getting in no trouble or nothing yeah, I know. Um, uh, Sistrunk is right, right in the, um, in the, you know, it's it's right in the hood. You understand what I'm saying? It's right in the what we some people call the urban community, or some people say it's in the hood. Well, yeah, uh, and and I'll be the first person to tell you. I lived down at Fort Lauderdale in the '90s, and I spent a lot of time down there in the '80s, the '90s, and into the 2000s. And um, it's a lot of changes going on in South Florida. Um, Sistrunk, it don't look like it used to. Sixth Street don't look like it used to. Uh, it's a lot of good things going on at Fort Lauderdale. A lot of nice uh, restaurants are opening up down there in that part of the community. And I tell you, man, um, it's so close. Sistrunk is so close to downtown Fort Lauderdale that it has to be just an extension of downtown Fort Lauderdale. So that community is only, only going to go up. The price of the property is going to go up. Um uh, businesses are going to continue to come in there and thrive. So I think I think um, you know I think that community is on is on the up is on the up and come. And I you know what when uh, and I think about some of the things that I think about um, about MLK Day, Martin Luther King Day is that you know, um, right now. well um, when we think about Martin Luther King, we think about how Sistrunk looked in the eighties and how it looks now. When we think about how Sixth Street in Fort Lauderdale looked in the 80s and how it looks now, those communities mm-hmm. are looking better, man. Things are happening now. And the, the library on Sixth Street is is just as beautiful as, as the library in Tamarack. You understand what I'm saying? And I couldn't say oh, that. YMCA. What was that? They finna make that old library on Sixth Street on uh, YMCA, a Sixth Third building. The next time okay. you come down here, you probably see every six thirds. Okay, so that's that's what I'm talking about. So we see positive things going right. on in this in this community in in that community, Vince. And mm-hmm. and I'm gonna say this, and I got to get you out of here because we got some people on, on waiting on the line. But um, when we look at when we look at um um the Poker Bean Project in Miami, and we look oh, at yeah. uh, you know those places don't look like they did in the '80s. Those communities are coming up, man. Things look better than they did. And I tell you this too. Can you imagine? Can you imagine um, um, a Publix, a Publix, um, a Publix grocery store right in the middle of Liberty City? I couldn't have imagined that in the eighties when I lived down there. You understand what I'm saying? But now when we yeah. look at it. We have things like that. So there yeah. are some things getting better for our community and for us. And when they get better for us, they get better for everybody. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Hey, Vince, we got to let you get out of here, man. And um, don't be a stranger. you never a stranger, Vince. We appreciate you calling all the time. Hey, hey man, okay. we got Reggie on the line. Reggie, what's going on? Hey, what's going on, Dal? Hey, man, I'm loving this life I got. Every second, of, we were just talking to Vince about... Uh, uh, he was saying they moved the, uh, the Martin Luther King parade over to Los Olas in Fort Lauderdale. And it used to be on 6th Street, you know, over there by 6th Trunk, 6th Trunk, that is Soul Food mm-hmm. and all of that. But, um, mm-hmm. you know, I, and, and 
I, I guess maybe I could see them moving it to Las Olas. Las Olas is closer to downtown Fort Lauderdale, and that's really what they call downtown Fort Lauderdale. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, but, yeah. Hey, hey the change ain't always I, a bad thing. For sure, sure. Like, there, not to cut you off or not to jump to another subject, but I just, I'm sitting here, I was watching the uh, Miami Hurricane basketball. I, I believe we got a pretty good team here. Uh, we up now, um, Fifty-two forty-four, and uh, I'm just excited about about things that you talking about change. Uh, uh, we making some big changes in the in the sports world, getting back to the old you again. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, and and, uh, right. and this Miami team is ranked twenty fifth in the nation, uh, Reggie. You know, they say no, yeah. they say no slouch team. You know, Duke is no, ranked fourth in the nation, but Miami's in the ranked in the top twenty five in basketball with a record of thirteen and three. So hey, they doing right. some things, man. Right, and I'm sitting there watching. Now. I see old uh, A Rod is at the game. Him and uh, Jennifer Lopez sitting there watching the game. I got to get down there and watch a couple of these basketball games. I uh. You know, I'm a avid, uh, a die hard uh, Hurricane fan. No matter what it is, I don't care if they're playing on uh, or, or soccer or volleyball or whatever it is. You got that? You you represent you. Um, uh, that's <laughs> that's something I definitely enjoy doing. But back to the uh, Martin Luther King uh, day, man. I uh, I started to go. I couldn't make it. I had a doctor's appointment, but I started to go to the, uh, you know, uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. They have a real big uh, uh, Dr. King, um, Martin Luther King Day Parade every year. It's an annual event, and it's it's a pretty big thing. In fact, I think it's bigger than anyone over here in Central Florida um, between uh, town, uh, St. Pete and, um, and Orlando. Yeah. Yeah, so. But, I didn't uh, know that, uh, Reggie. Yeah, yeah, you know, um, yeah, and and I, I, but when things are getting better, I think they are in, in a lot of cases. Um, I think um, black people, or African Americans, have made a lot of advances in a lot of in a lot of ways. But in so many ways, uh, we still have a lot of lot of things to. Um, to make a better, a lot more improvement. Yeah, yeah, a lot, and, and and that's I guess that's with everything and everybody. There's room for improvement. You know, um, I, one of the things I think I see improvement is too, Reggie, is the music. You know, at one point in the '90s, that music had gotten so raunchy and nasty that it was almost right. enough to make you throw up, man. I mean, it make you right, sick yeah. to listen to some of that stuff. And now I think. I think the music has gotten better, and we all know yeah. how what a big influence music is on society. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and if you ask me personally, I thought that some of that music back in the nineties was causing a lot of the crime. That's what I, I'm saying. I, yeah, yeah. I don't. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but you know, if you listen to something long enough, then eventually you're gonna go out and try it. Uh, a lot of people do. Not not, exactly. not all people, but a lot of these people that have no role models, no no guys, no strict upbringing. Right. Uh, they tend to they tend to let outside influences like things like music and rappers uh, 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 cause them to go out and do things that they know that are, are, are wrong. So you know, um, I, I think because of the pressure on, on from society from 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 the black uh uh Americans 
that 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 uh, complain about that stuff. I think guys had to take a second look. And, I think and, you're and right. Make a decision. Hey, man, I got I got to be more of a. I'm a role model now. I'm a role right. model, so I need to I need to change the lyrics uh, exactly. on my music so that, that that you know I won't be causing people to do things that that that's not good for them. because people do do uh, uh, listen to these rappers and 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 and, and, and they idolize. Oh, oh well, for sure. And you and and if they're gonna idolize guns and violence and and degrading women, hey, then guess what? These kids that are young, seven, eight, nine years old, who don't have a lot of guidance right. at home, who's being watched by maybe their auntie or their uncle or their nephew or their big brother, and he listening to that violent mess and just degrading women, and here's a kid six or seven years old in the corner sucking all of that mess up. This is not a good thing for our society. And, I, and, and, and you're right. It has affected a lot of people. And can you imagine if you were allowed to listen to that kind of vulgarity when you were like six or seven or eight or nine or 10, 11, 12 years old, what kind of effect right. it would have had on you? So you, right. we know it affects us, uh, Reggie, but it's good to see that the change has happened and some of this music is not so easily thrown out there for our kids and these young kids to listen to. Hey, Reggie, we got some callers on the line, man. You got anything else before we let you get out of here? No, man, that's about wrap it up. I'm glad I called today on. I guess uh, I won't be a stranger. Hey, so don't be a stranger, brother. I'll hit you up next week. Hey, happy MLK Day, man. And let's keep on making changes, man, towards the better. Amen. All right. Yep. I'll talk to you later, my brother. All right. Hey, but thank you, Reggie. Hey, um, Matt, we got Rodney on the line? Yeah, you got Rodney. Rodney, what's happening? Hot Rod, what's going on, baby? All right. What's up, D? Hey, man, you know me. I'm trying to just love. I'm trying to soak up every second of this life I got and make it good. I mean, real good. You know, like like that mama's macaroni and cheese good, real good. You know, the kind of stuff you be dreaming about, thinking about, real good. That's how I'm trying to make this life I'm living, Rod. That's what I'm doing. What's yeah. going on with you? Oh, man, I'm trying to do the same thing, trying to soak up the, 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 the great parts of life, trying to uh, create uh, options for myself so I can uh, live a fantastic life. So I understand a lot about life now at age 55. I wish I knew <laughs> then what I know now. You know, I'll be living a hell of a lot better, but you know, I can't complain. No, we, hey, hey, that's what I'm saying, man. I can't complain. I won't complain. Okay. Yeah, I yeah, won't yeah. complain. Yeah. Hey, uh, Rod, you know, uh, you being a, um, a third-round pick, Buffalo Bills in the 80s, um, winning national championship, playing in the NFL, when we get back after these messages, Rod, I really want you to critique what happened on that play with the Minnesota Vikings on the last play of the game where um, Stefan uh, Diggs caught that touchdown pass and the safety came up and gave that whole tackle. Rod, I want you to give us some step-by-steps on what he should have done, um, how, did, how, what, how many mistakes he made. Give us, critique us on really what went on in those last 10 seconds 
10 seconds that that young man will never forget. And, um, hey, hey, guys, we're going to be right back after these messages. And Rodney Bellinger, my man, Hot Rod, on the case. Thanks, Rod. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're diving into planning your 2018 outdoor adventures. Find out about prime DIY hunting opportunities across the country. Get the how-tos of applying for tags and listen for advice from the pros who hunt full-time. Joining us is Kevin Steele, host of Peterson's Hunting Adventures, Jeremy Millette with Silencer Shop, Mrs. Bunny, and more. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, we got Rodney Bellage on the line. Rodney is a 1983 third-round draft pick by the Buffalo Bills at cornerback. Hey, Rodney, that young yes, man... Sir. Yes, sir, Darryl. How you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, I'm doing really good. And, um, Rod, thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. You always... Uh, uh, you, you know, you've come on the show a few times. We really appreciate you coming on this time. And, Rod, tell us really what happened with that young man, Williams, who came up and ducked his head and missed the tackle yesterday. What, what really happened on that play? Well, you know, uh, not taking any credit away from the young man, he had a, to up to that play, he had been playing very well. He had, he had a previously had an interception. And coming in with the game in, uh, in the Saints' hand, and all they had to do is make a tackle after the catch, I don't even think, uh, the head coach or the, the defensive coordinator wanted them to knock the ball down per se, just make a tackle. 
And uh, I think uh, when defensive blacks get in, get, get, get in the situations where the play is so easy to make, you, and it, in that instance, I've been in a situation like that. In that instance, you're thinking, how am I going to hit this guy? I don't want to get there too early. Okay, I, I have a chance. Do I have a chance to knock the ball down? Now, you know what that's called? You're thinking too much. You should instinctfully, instinctfully make a play on that ball. So you, it's either, okay, I'm going to make the tackle, or okay, I'm going after the ball. And he was between both of those decisions. And you can't, as a defensive back, because everything is so mental, you know, you can't be in between instinctive plays that, are, that, that you make judgment on. So what that young man did, he... He just, he made a, he 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 didn't instinctively make a break on that ball. Instead, he was thinking so much that he thought that he was gonna pass interference the guy, and he ended up whiffing the whole player and leaving nothing but end zone for the guy to, uh, to race to. And it looked like he cowered out, but that kid is not a coward. He just. <laughs> He just learned a very valuable lesson in front of millions of millions of viewers. You know, you can't, you can't think so much when you're breaking on plays that are in, uh, spontaneous and instantly you have to make. So that's kind of what happened to that guy. You know, he, he, that he's a rookie. And rookies tend to make those kind of mistakes, but unfortunately for him, it was in the playoffs. And it could have took their team to the AFC Championship uh, if he would have made the play. Possibly Minnesota still kicked the field goal, even if he made the tackle. But, you know, unfortunately he didn't make the tackle. It was a game-winning touchdown. And uh, I feel bad for that young man because he's going to be thinking about that play for – uh, uh, on the offseason and years to come. Well, Rodney, um, Marcus Williams is a uh, second-round draft pick, 42nd pick overall. You know, I, I just I was so disappointed to see the young man duck his head, you know, because we taught that early in the game. Don't duck your head because you could get hurt when you duck your head. And don't duck your head because when you duck your head, you can't see anything. You can't see what you're hitting when you duck your head. So that, that, those are two of the biggest mistakes I saw him make. And you always, Rod, you got to know the down and distance. And you always have to know what's on the, on the scoreboard, especially when it concerns the clock. How much time do I have? How much time do I have? How much time is in the game? And, you know, we all know that. One play only lasts about eight it seconds. Was four, it was about fourth down and 20. It was about fourth down and 20 with 25 seconds left, right? No, I think I thought it was only like 10 seconds left in the game. Yeah, about all 10 he had to seconds. Do was just, it was somewhere around there. Yeah. yeah, it was about 10 seconds. If he would have probably made the tackle, the clock would have ran out. That's right. And they had no so. timeouts. You know, Minnesota had, had no timeouts. They couldn't have ran up to the ball and clocked the ball. Only thing they could have done was that kid could have got out of, caught the ball, got out of bounds, and then they would have been able to kick a field goal and win the game. And, I, and you know, 
You know, Daryl, defensive backs have to be so cerebral. You have to be relaxed in situations like that. And when you when your mind's all over the place like that kid was, because that's what it's telling me right away, his mind all over the place instead of doing exactly what you just mentioned. You know, keep your head up, see what you see what you attacking, and wrap your arms around this guy and make a play. You know, instead he he was he was he was thinking too much and and he, and he and he ducked his head, knocked his own guy out of the way. Maybe Crowley could have made the tackle if he wouldn't have knocked him out out of the way. But uh, he, he went two for on that play on that one play. You know, he whipped the ball player, plus he knocked his own guy down who could have made the tackle. Hey, right. The reason he knocked his own player down is because he he couldn't see what he was hitting. You know, most of the times when other when guys he get hurt, a lot of times when guys get hurt, it's because their own teammates hit them. And their own teammates hit them because they're not looking at what they're hitting, man. You know, unless, unless smart running backs like me, they see them coming, so we duck real quick. You know what I mean? And they fly right over us and hit their teammates. You know, but that wasn't, no. and that wasn't the case here. This guy just literally ducked his head, flew over the, the guy in the, and the, the, the receiver didn't really have to make a move. He didn't make a move. He just missed him. Hit his own teammate, so he couldn't make a tackle. And this guy, um, Stefan Diggs, hey, Biggs rolls into the end zone for a touchdown. Diggs is his name, Stefan Diggs. Uh, and this Stephon kid has had a, had a really good season this year, too. He, he really has had a good season. And he had a good yeah. game yesterday. Yeah, this this kid, is he, he, he's, he's quite a good receiver. Yeah, and that, that play going to help him get him a nice contract when contract time rolled around. You know, because he's kind of, he, yeah, I think that kid is, uh, was, uh, is their number one receiver. He, you know, he is that number one receiver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That kid is, yeah. is a pretty good daggone football player. So yes, he, he made, is. He made, hey, he made the play he's supposed to make. He and he and he's made plays this year, and he definitely made plays in this game. You know, six receptions, 137 yards, um, uh, and then um, they only targeted him ten times, so he caught six out of ten. So. And and uh, and I tell you who's gonna really my benefit from this game is uh, Case Keenum. This kid is really getting ready to sign a big time contract with somebody because I really think that um I really think that Sam Bradford is probably gonna be the quarterback of the future for the Minnesota Vikings. If not him, and we still have the kid from um, um Teddy, Bri- Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater, he's still in the mix and he's come along real slow. You know, I think he may have dressed for one game this season, and um, so I know he's a he's a heck of a competitor and and a good quarterback. So you just never know. Uh, I don't think all three of them are going to be back there next year. And I don't I think, think so Keenum, either. But it, but in the case of Case Keenum, it it, it was it, what he did was classic. And if you want to make, if you want to be a part of the National Football League, playing in the National Football League, when you get your opportunity, you know, and, and, and you must take advantage of it. But when you know you got starters creeping down your back, and like like Case Keenum did, 
uh, he made plays and he, 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 and he took his team to victory after victory. I mean, that is classic because that's what happens to the, the most of the football players in the National Football League. If you can't fight off that guy behind you, you're not going to be in the league very long. Right. And, and that's why a lot of guys end up going from team to team or just not being in the league any longer because they know they hadn't been able to stand up to the pressures of talent behind you. Whether this guy been starting like a Bridgewater had been starting for four years, he was their, their um, franchise quarterback and Sam Bradford's number one draft pick several years ago uh, overall, you know. And uh, he fought off both of those guys. And uh, if I wouldn't be surprised if they're the Cinderella team and end up in the Super Bowl in their own backyard in Minnesota. Wow, that would be the first time ever. That would be a great storyline, won't it? That would be the first time ever, Rod. And you know the first that'll time be, ever is always good. That would be the first time ever. And that guy's kind of like my unsung hero for for this season in the National Football League because, you know, how he got to Minnesota. He was at L.A. last year uh, starting for, for the Rams. Just mentoring Jerry Goff long enough for Jerry to develop, and once they once Jeff Fisher figured he was going to lose his job, Jerry was still wasn't ready. He had to stick him in there in case was out of there. But right. you know he got the, he got the shot with Minnesota, man, and I, I guess he he developed his darts have developed some thick skin. You're right. <laughs> You're right. You're right, and, and he's done a great job. And I'm going to tell you, he's going to end up collecting a big paycheck, too. And it might not be with Minnesota, but um, he'll be he'll be collecting a big paycheck before it's all over with. So his hard work is going to pay off. Hey, Rob, we got to let you go, man. We got some other people on the line. You know how long I can talk to you, my brother. I, hey, I, hey, man, I love you. Thanks for having me on. Don't be a stranger, Rob. We're here every Monday night. Love you, too, brother. And happy MLK Day. Appreciate you. Got hey, you, man, bro. we got... Thanks, Rod. We got we got Mel on the line. Mel, what's going on? What's going on, Coach? Hey, loving life, man. Loving it. What's 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 happening with you, man? I'm, I know you're a little disappointed at the Atlanta Falcons didn't didn't come through for you. I know you, you're still nah, in Atlanta. Nah, not necessarily, man. I mean, I live in Atlanta, Coach. But you okay, know, I'm a diehard. I'm a diehard Dolphins fan. But you oh, know, oh 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 my, oh yeah, my my team, man. You know we. We always draft wrong. We never draft what we need. The O-line has problems with overpaying certain individuals, like Indama Kasu, who hasn't really shown up the way, you know, all he was all hyped up to be, things of that nature, you know. So I know. That, you know, that. But I, what I will tell you is this right here. I heard you and Rodney talking about uh, Minnesota, but I believe it's going to be Jacksonville this year that takes it. Taking the Super Bowl, Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I believe it because. Oh, okay. Hey, hey, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I tell you this: the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl with Ray Lewis and an off, awesome defense, and they really didn't have an outstanding quarterback when they won the Super Bowl. Matter of fact, most people can't even tell you who the quarterback was for the Baltimore Ravens when they won their first Super Bowl. Now, they might be able to tell you Joe Flacco when they won their second one. That was the second uh, one. I forgot who the first quarterback was, but I remember uh-huh. them winning it. Yep. But my thing is, you know, 
that, that Jacksonville's defense has shown up spectacularly. Um, you know, it, it takes a lot to go up against Pittsburgh, you know, and we take nothing away from Ben Roethlisberger, you know, with those five touchdowns and everything, man. I mean, but the final score of the game didn't depict how in control of the game Jacksonville actually really was, you know? I I would agree with that. You know, that that right there, like I said, you know, this would be the second time if Jacksonville beats, uh, if they beat uh, the Patriots that they, I think they went to the Super Bowl the first one when they first became an expansion team back in the 90s, am I correct? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. you know. Um, that's when they had that dominant team. Uh, who, who was the quarterback? Uh, what was the uh, Mark Brunel? Mark Brunel. Yeah, you're exactly yeah, right. Man. Yeah, so you know they haven't been in a while. Um, so I, I really been thinking that uh, you know Jacksonville's going to take it. But I, it would, I like, I love that for the city of Jacksonville. I really would. And Trent yeah, Dilfer that, was that, that Ravens awesome, quarterback. Man. Trent Dilfer was the Ravens quarterback when they won the Super Bowl. And he really reminds me a lot of Blake Bortles. But I think Trent was more of a, of a downfield passer than Blake. Blake Bortles almost is, a, is a, as much a running threat as he is a passing threat. But I think he picked it up last week where he did throw the ball a lot better than he did the week before. But um, I, I, can see the, I can see the Jaguars in the Super Bowl. And that's my grandson's favorite team. You know, I, I I will say this here, man. I uh, you know, Blake Bortles is not really a huge passing quarterback, but he does remind, like you said, he has great run strength. I, it reminds me almost of how Tim Tebow was. You know, not really a a long, a deep threat or whatever. He could pass the ball all right sometimes, but Tim Tebow was like having an extra running back or fullback on your team. He was a big boy, man, and he'll run you over. You know. Right, but Blake Borders is not that kind of athlete. Blake Borders is a real quarterback. He just don't have the confidence in his mind and in his arm. He doesn't have he doesn't have that that experienced confidence that he knows what's going on all the time, every play. He just doesn't have that yet. I don't think Tim mm-hmm. Tebow would have ever got that. I think Tim Tebow was more ready to run like a fullback at quarterback than he ever was ready to drop back, read a defense, and throw a crossing route. I don't think he was ready to do that. But I think Blake Bortles is he's capable capable of that. He has um he has a good arm, he has he has good instinct. He's just he's not very accurate. And a lot of time accuracy comes with confidence. You throw at your target, you know what you're throwing at. He just does not have the confidence in his arm just yet. Hey man, we gotta let you get out of here, man. I wish I could talk a little longer. But we got a couple people on the line and we gotta take a couple commercial breaks. I before ask you we one get out of here before you got nine, line, go okay. ahead. Give us give us hey. go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Go one ahead. It, am I the only one that's disappointed in the college football uh, playoff system? You think there should be more college playoffs or less? I'm not. I think that they should stop ranking teams based upon the strength of their schedule all the time and based it upon their performance, you know? Because, if, if like, the UCF team, they were ranked number 12 and Auburn was 23 and ranked number 7, but they dominated Auburn, you know? And then I, I, I see your point. Yeah. I Go see ahead. your point. But, however, I'll say this, and I, I'm going to leave this alone, and I've said this, this is my point with the UCF situation. You cannot be ranked in the top when you don't play the best in your state. 
and you have a, I know you have a conference to play, but you can't be the best when you don't play Florida State, Miami, or the Florida Gators. We can't give you the, the you can't say you're yeah. the best you don't play those teams. Put one of those three on be, your schedule. I, man- I think it should be mandatory that you do that. I think it should I don't be something know that should that be mandatory, but put that alone, man, because them boys did a heck of a job. Then you'll have a chance. Hey, man, we got to get out of here. We got to take a commercial break. But, hey, don't be a stranger, man. We're here every Monday night from 8 to 9 p.m. on the Sports Info You on radio show, voiceamerica.com. Hey, we'll be back, back guys, Monday, after these messages. Thanks. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice American Network and let's talk football. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're tuned in to Sports Info UM with Daryl and Sam. Call us today at 888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or send us an email at sportsinfoum3793 at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. And welcome back to Sports Info UM. Hey, um, you know, hey, we got Red on the line. Red, what's going on? What's going on, Dale? Thanks for having me, man. Man, thanks for coming on the show, man. Happy MLK Day, man. You know, I have, a, I have one of the questions man. I ask. I, I appreciate that. You know, one of the questions I asked some of the guests tonight was, um, you know, uh, we we both grew up in the in the. I, I was born in the '60s. I think you was born in 1970 or 1971. 69. 
69. Okay, 69. So we were both born in the 60s. All right. Now, do you see changes from when you was growing up in the 70s? Because that's basically where, we, where our memories really hit us, right. where we could see things and understand things. From the 70s to right now, I'd say 2010 on up. Would you say you've I'm seen watching, changes? I'm, I'm, far, man. I'm watching Duke Miami, man. They about to lose with these people, man. They better pull this shit out. But go ahead, man. Do you, what kind of change do you see? Positive, okay, or a whole lot more needs to be done? In football? No, in society. We talking about society. MLK now. Oh, man. Um, man. It ain't that hard, Daryl. And, and honestly, the... What needs to be corrected, we know what needs to be corrected. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of doing it, you know? It, 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 it boils down to a, a, lot of, a, a lot of people make arguments like this about black and white, red and blue, Democrat and Republican and all that right there. It comes down to right and wrong. You know what I mean? And you know what's right. Right. You know what's right. People know what's right. I mean, like the stuff that's going on in Washington... And these people know what's right, man. They do, but they 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 got to further their agenda. You know, right ain't furthering their agenda, so they doing what they doing. You know, but it ain't gonna be. It, it, this ain't gonna last forever, man. This ain't gonna last long, man. I mean, I hate to get political about stuff like that, right there, man. But it's it's it, it's what we're going through right now, you know. And it can it, it can be fixed. We gonna survive this, man. I mean, we gonna survive this, man. You know. It's, it's shameful to see a lot of uh, what we see, you know, um, you know, in society today. You know what I mean? But we know better, man. A lot of it, we know better. Yeah, you know? and, and we, that's true. And we have to understand we're the richest nation in the world. You know, people yeah. are dying trying to get over here to make a minimum wage salary. Yeah. So, hey. Yeah, I mean, you, know, it, it, you can so, ask and you, questions like you're doing. I mean, and, it, it, and that's how you... That's how you make ground by asking questions and stuff like that. But honestly, man, we know the answer. We know what's right. We know right from wrong, man. We grown. We know right from wrong. Yeah, you're right. When you look at it like that, don't that make sense? We definitely know you're right wrong, from wrong, man. You know what's right. I mean, you give your opinion. You're entitled to that, but that don't make it right. You know, right and wrong. I mean, things need to be things get looked at like that. We'll be a whole lot better place, man. You know? I agree. All right. Now, hey, let's talk a little bit about this NFL right now. You know, we have four teams left. And, you know, oh, remember yeah. back in the day, they used to say, you could take Tiger Woods or you could take the rest of the field. You could take New England or you could take the rest of the field. Which would you rather have? Man, Jacksonville going to have. I'm like your boy uh, was talking earlier, man. Jacksonville going to have something to say, man. Jacksonville is going to have something to say in Foxborough, man. I mean, it's as cr crazy as that sounds, man. I am telling you, that defense is traveling. Defense, you know this, man. You watch what you've been watching football long enough to know this. Defense travels. I'll say this: the Jacksonville Jaguars. Don't go defense. with them. The fans don't gotta go with them. I'm talking about that defense, man. The Jaguars defense really do remind you of um, how well the Baltimore Ravens played defense when they won the Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer. Remember, Trent Dilfer was not a great quarterback. You know, they had a good running back, 
they they um they had a really good running back. I can't think of his name right now, but um, Jag the Jaguars got a That's good Jamal running back Lewis, in Fournette. Who? Jamal Lewis. Jamal Lewis, yeah, one of the greatest running backs yeah, in NFL history. One year, I don't know yeah. if it was that one. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm talking about. They had a great running back and not and and not a great quarterback, but they had a, a really great running back. Fournette could possibly be a great running back someday if he could stay healthy. Jacksonville has probably one of the best defenses the NFL has seen since the Ravens played. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off, man, but I'm gonna cut you off. Just one second, man. I ain't here to be no Blake Bortles apologist, but y'all keep on talking about what Blake can't do. That man keep winning. Y'all keep on talking about what I don't see him doing this. He was I think Blake Bortles is he's, he's, man. he's a decent quarterback, man. He's okay, but I'm not. He was, I'm, five, I'm five, for seven in, he was five for seven in the fourth quarter yesterday, man, when the team needed it. Do you think Tom Coughlin has confidence in Blake Bortles? Those passes was clutch. Do you think Tom Coughlin has confidence in Blake Bortles? No, I don't think he got a whole lot of confidence in Blake Bortles. That's why they run the ball. And I'm I'm a Tom Coughlin fan. To keep him from having to throw the ball so much. He ain't that quarterback. He's a manager. He is like what you were saying. He's Trent Dilfer. He's, He's Brad Johnson. Mm-hmm. Brad Johnson wasn't superstar, all-star, all-pro bowl and none of that right there, but he was a vet, and he can manage the game. That's, That's all true. you got to do is manage the game. That, That's Don't for sure. Don't blow the game. Don't mess it up. Well, you know I, mean? I think Blake Borders is good at that. And I know you have a little partiality to Blake Borders because he's from Central Florida. You from that part of you from that neck of the woods, too. But I'm just saying, you know, man. The, the cat just has not really had a lot of confidence. He don't throw the ball with a lot of confidence. <laughs> now, he's one of those players that really has to stop thinking so much and just start playing on instinct. He'd be a much better player if he did that. I'm not saying he's not going to be a good quarterback down the line. Right now, he's not a good quarterback. He's, a, he's an okay quarterback with a very solid running game behind him. I think his quarterback rating is been there. I'll tell you what. You check Blake Bortles' uh, passer rating last few weeks. I gave him one bad game. I think the last game of the season, I think it was. But uh, you check his passer rating, man. He's been lining it up, man. Hey, this week he did have a good passer rating. I'm not going to doubt that. Um, mm-hmm. That And that's the pro- problem with Blake Bortles. He has not been consistent. You know, and, and, and you and I both know you got to have consistency. Now, we can't judge everybody on, on, on Tom Brady and um, Peyton Manning. Did you see that? Gotta you know, be... Did you see Javier beating Pitt right like that yesterday? No. Yeah, man, that's the defense, man. Huh? I agree they, with they, you. They, 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 I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say they got the best secondary in the league. I, that would be going so far front. out on a limb, they though. Pretty good front, too. I mean... But the 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 you know the you know the the, the strength of their defense, man, is is their secondary. And Calais Campbell might be one of the most productive and defensive Calais tackles Campbell, in the league. You already know who you already know what it is. Right, you already, you know, already what know what it is. He he's huge, mm-hmm. and he brings it every play, man. I'm telling you, this guy mm-hmm. put his hand yeah, up. Malik he Jackson. Jackson. 
Jim, Malik Jackson, uh, uh, man, please, man, they, 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 telling you. You're right, man. I mean, did they have Lizzie Vernon down there and all that, too? Man, they could have had some, I mean, they stout, though. I mean, they stout. They are. They are. Hey, wait, we got to let you get out of here, man. I think we got one more caller we're trying to get in before we get out of here for the night. Don't be a stranger, man. We appreciate you calling. Thanks for, yeah, thanks for having hey, me, man. I call you one more, week. one more question before I let you get out of here. What do you think about Gruden coming back? Man, I ain't got no problem with it. You know, we weren't going to give him no damn $100 million. <laughs> 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 ah, you know, hey, much love, brother. We'll holler at you on the next time. You know? <laughs> you're right. You're right. Hey, Matt, we got we got Scott on the line. Oh, yeah. Go Scott, ahead, what's Darryl. going on, man? Sorry about that, Scott. We had so many calls in here tonight. Hey, we appreciate you. What's going on, buddy? No, nothing. Just uh, thinking about these hurricanes. I'm watching a few of them uh, uh, tra- wanting to transfer, but uh, I, I, they deserve to uh, be transferred. Uh, that sheriff's uh, he, he's uh, he's got too many. I think quarterbacks that's going to be uh, stepping in front of him. So I don't I don't blame him for uh, for wanting to transfer. And I don't even. When you got top notch uh, uh, recruits coming in, you know you got to look down the road. And um, you know if, if he wants to really get some playing time, he needs to uh, transfer because there there's a lot of uh, top notch uh, quarterbacks coming in, and uh, or we got one, you know, that uh, Perry kid, and then the Williams kid coming in. If he wants hey, some hey. Uh, playing time, he he can go start somewhere else, you know. And he probably will be able to start somewhere else real quick, you know. Um, and and I, I kind of figured that he would be talking about transferring. And, and what do you think about these guys that are that are in the NFL draft earlier, both of the defensive tackles? Yeah, uh, you know that, that's a that, that's one of them that you, you know uh, even Coach Rick, you know, you know, said you know if you, if you if you think you're ready, go ahead and go. Uh, and and that, that that's up to the player, the individual player. You know, uh, could you come back and and uh, your you know uh, have a good season and push your stock up even more? Yeah, you could. But if, if they you know choose to make that money, go ahead and uh, you know jump in that money field. Uh, we the good thing is you know we 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 got to replace them, but we got some good recruits coming in uh, that that possibly can, uh, but we're still having to uh, work on that defense as far as that front line. We still need I, some I, more. Uh, but that just opens up, uh, you know, and that's the way Rick looks at it, is that just opens up two more spots, you know? And I, more, I agree uh, with Coach uh, Rick. Scholarships. Yeah, I, I so. agree with Coach Rick. You know, it gives more more scholarships, and, and it should uh, create more opportunities for some of these young guys um, that didn't yeah. play last year, you know, because we had these guys up there in the front. But um, so yep. I really think that Mark knows what he's doing down there, and this recruiting class that's coming in is just going to create more competition. And we know more competition is only going to create a, a, a more a wealth of of a of a better team. So I, I'm, yeah, I'm excited you're gonna, about. You're going to have depth. It's going to give yeah. you what Alabama's got, you know, and some of your other top notch teams. When you got good recruits coming in, uh, and 
you know they can uh, they're right there on the verge of starting, but you got a player in front. I mean, it's good to have that depth and and let them guys get some playing time too. You know. Uh, oh yeah, it'll, it'll help them. It'll help them out down the road uh, when the next one moves on. You know, like they say, next man up. Any given time, somebody can go down, injury, or or you know, next man yeah. up. Next man up, and that's how it has to be. You know, I, I I know that's what Mark Rick is looking for down there, and um and I and I'm really excited about the quarterback competition, even with Malik Rogier. Um, being in the mix of the of the quarterback competition down there next year, I'm excited for that. Yeah, I, the next one I think is going to be leaving is that Cade Weldon. You know, uh, I, I I just think there there's a uh, with, with Perry and uh, uh, that Williams kid. I, I just think uh, uh, Cade, unless he can step it up a notch, because uh, Rick's going to put the best man on the field. He, yeah, he even, is. Uh, uh, Rozier, he's not guaranteed a job next year. You know, the starting oh, no. job. Oh no! Now, I, it wouldn't. It would not surprise me if Weldon did not leave. I think he's the kind of guy that's probably going to stick it out, and um, and you never know where it's going to um, where it's going to land him. But I think he's going to stick it out this year. I really do. Yeah. Hey, Scott, man. Thanks for calling. Don't be a stranger. We're here every every Monday night on the Sports Info UM Radio Show. We really appreciate you, brother. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks, Scott. We appreciate it. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to Sports Info UM on the Voice America Radio. We'll be back next week talking about who will be going to the Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. Could it be the Minnesota Vikings playing the very first Super Bowl in their home stadium ever? Could the Jacksonville Jaguars be going to the Super Bowl? Oh, my goodness. Or will we see? The old faithful New England Patriots going back to the Super Bowl. Or will the Philadelphia Eagles fans finally get what they've been looking for? We'll be back next week to let you know on the Sports Info UM Radio Show. Thank you. Have a good night. Thanks again for listening. Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword will be back again next Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel for more Sports Info UM. We'll see you then.